This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Joy of Summer. Joy 94.9. I love summer because of the rooftop bar culture we have here in Melbourne. Spending great times with a bunch of fantastic people. I love it. Summer on Joy 94.9 and online at joy.org.au. Welcome to our house, and thank you to Rory for Beyond the Binary. It was great to see Rory back at last. So welcome to our house, Joy 94.9's program about where and how we live in our diverse community. We will explore all aspects of real estate, but please seek professional advice before making financial decisions. My name is David Gale. Hello, David, and my name's Russ Masterton. Welcome back, Russ. Thank you, thank you. Bit of a belly bug last week, but we're back in fine form, ready for midsummer this Sunday. I can hardly wait. Too much detail. Whether you're buying or selling, renting or sharing, upsizing or downsizing, or just thinking about where the hell you'd like to live, this is the GLBTI Real Estate Show for you. Indeed it is. And welcome back, Russ. And David, good to see you again. Hello, Paul. How are you, Paul? I'm Paul sorry, who are you? I'm Paul McClure. Are you well today? I am well. Excellent. Uh, There's one criteria for the music that we play on our house, and that it must Mm. have something to do with houses or homes, and tonight's no exception. Get out. All right. We look forward to your questions and we'd love you to contact us if you want to by email on air at joy.org.au, by phone 1300 Joy 949. Gracious Gordon. Gracious Gordon's on the desk. Sure. And or by SMS 0427 Joy 949. That's 0427 569 949. What's the question that everyone has to email in tonight about are you coming to midsummer oh that's a good one we'll and what there. are you wearing uh, yes yeah. oh we'd love to know that yes we'd love to know that or we could play a game of guess what paul and i are wearing to midsummer no. anyway <laughs> surprise anyway. <laughs> on tonight's show we'll be talking to yael cuspy from tenants union victoria and with Haley mitchell from mitchell property management about victoria's review on the residential tenancies act so if you've got any questions because there's a, a mm. review coming up or the review's almost finished. It's been going for a number of years. If you've got any questions about this review and the things that you might have heard about in the media over the week, and this is why we decided to follow this story. Mm. It's Mm. the informer coming out in us all, but like uh, (laughs) if you've got any questions about what changes there might be or if you've used the Tenants Union Victoria before, you might want to talk about that. Uh, Send us a message on 0427JOY949 or give uh, Gracious Gordon a call. Of course, we'll be looking at current rates in the marketplace and some of the sales over the past weekend. Mm. In our Reach Check segment, mm-hmm. we'll be checking in with Rosemary in her luscious garden. And New of segment. course, yes. New segment, Rosemary's Garden. I you missed heard it, last, it week. last week. I heard it, and I love Rosemary already. She, what <laughs> she doesn't know about gardening is not you know, worth knowing. Oh, no. It isn't worth knowing. No. You know, I want to know how to. Plant my roses before we're the end of this segment, veggies please. veggies tonight. Mm. Oh, very good. Yep. And, of course, we're going to catch up with... Lance. On Days of Our Lance. 
Well, we are all here on a real estate journey with you. We're not the experts, so we call the experts in so that they can share their experience and their knowledge with us and with you. I know. Where would we be without experts? I don't know. No, nowhere. No show. We have to ask for help. That's that's the point. Although I do say we have learned a lot since we've been on this program. I feel as though I can confidently buy and sell now. Yeah, look, I could confidently call up uh, a plumber. Yeah. Or no, I know what to ask. I could, I yeah, could, I, yeah, could do, exactly. I could do a plumber. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the kettle's on. You're listening to Our House. Goodness gracious me, it's our house with Paul, Russ and Dave. And this is the rates check segment, I've one that just looking, keeps... Oh, so I've been I. looking forward to this so much because, you know, after those the Christmas week, the New Year week, of course, there weren't any sales to report back no, on. No. So tell us about this week. What's happening this week? Well, I am so excited to let all of our joysters know that nothing has changed. <laughs> nothing happened. This is the third week in a row where we've got no auction results because oh. everybody is still sleeping. They're out of... Out of Bondi Beach, or they're down at um, Point Addis on the Ballerine Peninsula. Maybe sunny side. Sunny side, doing what they do down there. And I'm telling you, no one has got these four sales signs up. Oh. So they're busy with midsummer. They're mm. busy, you know, crocheting an outfit for um, for Sunday at midsummer. So it's <laughs> not right. happening. So yeah. I was wondering. Yeah, I was, I was wondering because we haven't got. What about any the current results. rates in the marketplace? Well, I'll, I'll come to those. Oh, okay. okay yes. Yeah. But what were you wondering? Well, I was wondering when is the best time to sell. Now there's no competition. Exactly right. <laughs> Get it out there. You could double the value of your home in five <laughs> seconds flat. Oh, we're desperate for a place. We'll buy it. Oh, we don't care what you want. What, have you, what do you mean? Two hundred thirty thousand. I'll give you five hundred. Is oh, anything for sale? Yeah. <laughs> um, so how this all works is people that live on peninsulas and by the beach. Mm. Yeah. This is their busy time of the year to be oh, selling. Yeah. So if you live at places like Port Arlington or Jan Juck or mm. Rosebud, you'll be busy selling and having private sales and auctions on weekends in that area. And I suppose all the tourists are down there and going, oh, gee, we wouldn't mind a house down here. So it's yeah. a good time. You know, like if, if you're, you're down there, you're probably yeah. thinking, yeah. But that's probably not the time. If you're the tourist down there... It's probably not the best time to buy. You should be buying no, winter, No, well, that's it, because you're going to be paying big bucks. But yeah. some people who go to um, these uh, seaside resorts go there every year with their mm. families. It becomes mm-hmm. a tradition, and then for them, it's a family event, and it doesn't matter how much they spend on that property. They want to Find make sure place, they've got something in the right place yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and go down there every year. Okay. Now, if you're from the big smoke like all of us, yeah. there are a couple of times a year that are really, really busy. So mm. autumn. Mm-hmm. Autumn's busy because people go into a bit of a wee panic. You know, they've mm. enjoyed their Christmas, they've enjoyed their New Year, they've been on that summer holiday and they come back and their kids are back at school and they think, crazy, we've got to sell the house and move on. So all of a sudden there's this big stampede of auctions and sales in autumn. So that's a, a market, the autumn market exactly. we've heard about before. The next market is the winter market. Oh, right. Okay, believe it or not. Mm. Now what happens in the winter market, the houses that have good natural light during winter, oh. they go off. 
absolutely go off. So if you've got a yeah. dark home, don't put it on in the market during winter. No. But if you've got a lot of good natural light, bang, on the market during winter, you'll make a fortune. So if I had a dark home right now, I could probably sell it this week because it's bright and sunny every day and all that sort of stuff. But so, okay, so the winter market is distinctly different. It is distinctly different. Yeah. What, is there another market coming The up? last one for the season is, yeah. is the spring. You know, that beautiful time. Huge. The, the birds are tweetering. We're all going off to Flowers the Flowers in the garden. Yeah, that's yep. it. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. So what they do, what they tell people at this time of the year, if you have a fabulous garden, mm-hmm. you mm. need to slam it on the market Showcase at this time it. of the year. Yes. Yep. So, and also, I think, you know, a lot of people later in the spring market are desperate to sell and desperate because they want to move into their new place before Christmas. So the spring market sort of starts, the, the you know, it's the starting line, the firing gun goes off and everybody has to rush to sell because you want probably a 60-day or a 30-day settlement before Christmas so you can get moved and then everybody comes over to your new home for the family Christmas. You want to be settled for Christmas. Mm. Yeah. Okay, well, here, here's an example. I want mm. you guys to tell me when I should sell my property. Sure. You've both been there. So in, internally, it, it can be quite dark yeah. in, the, in those middle rooms, but the um, the front two have got a lot of natural light. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's got a tiny, tiny garden, but when it when it um, blossoms and when it's green, it's it's absolutely beautiful. Mm. Um, and it's, it's quite a little cosy old um, Edwardian house. So, you know, what do you think? I mean, summer's mm. out, mm. Um, but I've got my choice of winter, spring or autumn. Well, winter time, you know, it's a warm, warm, inviting place. So, you it know, is, you'd sort yeah. of come in and you'd feel good. Mm. Um, but then maybe springtime, the gardens look great. To show off the garden. Yeah. That's right. I Autumn. Those, I, think. I don't know. I think you, you could, um, this you could probably sell it this week. Well, I'm thinking of putting it on the market, but I need Rosemary to come over and do my garden. Use yeah, it up. In right. the meantime, you know, like Alex that we both know around the corner from you. Yes. He sold the week before Christmas. Yes. Mm. But it was funny because we'll talk about this in one of the future shows. He and his wife were doing a self-sell for a long time, virtually the whole year, mm. handed it over to an agent. And it was something to do with mentally they were sort of going, well, we're not going to pay all these huge commissions to somebody rather. And then they handed over to an agent, bang, sold the week before Christmas, got the price they wanted and everything else. And interestingly enough... Because they called in the professionals. Well, you have to, Mm. especially in Richmond. Um, There's too much competition there. But what I wanted to tell you also Mm. was that listening to your show last week and what got me thinking was about the fact that this bubble is going to burst sometime next year. Mm. And so, so. um, you know, Richmond is is a very um, um, high-yielding suburb. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Um, getting mine ready. I've got Painter in at the moment. You know, Gorgeous many... Irish bloke. You wouldn't believe how sexy he is. Yeah. I didn't want to leave the building yeah. this morning, but I certainly kicked the boyfriend out before I went to work. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. But, you know, look, how many years, Russ, yeah. and, you know, we've, we've been around for mm. how many years have we heard that the bubble is going to burst? How many years has that gone on for? Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, Melbourne increases by population by 90 to 100,000 people per year. Yeah. Mm. That's a lot of people. It's about nearly 2,000 people per week and they all need to have somewhere to live. Now, they're not all going to live in a one-bedroom apartment in the CBD because mm. there's a bit of an oversupply mm. of those. Uh, they're going to want houses to live in. They're going to want, uh, you know, two-bedroom places. They're going to want other places nearer work and unis and all that sort of stuff. Um, we've heard it for so long. So maybe certain sec- sectors might. And then, of course, this whole talk about oh, there's going to be a bubble burst, there's going to be a bubble burst, is just sort of fodder for you know what? We'll just put off buying. We'll wait until the prices come yeah, down. Yeah. 
And Paul, have you felt that way over the last, you know, few years that you've been looking with your partner? Mm. Have you felt, oh, well, you know, the prices aren't coming down? No, so. exactly right. And I, and I think that the point that's been made on numerous occasions, certainly while we've been doing the show, is there's, it's always the right time. You can't wait around for no. the bubble to burst. Unless you're a speculator, well, but most right, people want a place to live. Yeah, well, exactly. Uh, yeah, if you're right. I mean, you're looking and you want to get into the marketplace. Because so. you're going to hang on to this place for, you know, five years, 10 years, mm. 20 years, who knows how long. And th- there's also another perspective here too. Um, they'll always tell, uh, you know, people will always say in the media and whatever that, uh, you know, put off selling because mm. it's in their best interest that people put off selling or they'll say buy now, buy now because it's in their best interest to buy now. Mm. So somebody that's selling a lot of real estate and they just want to flog off all these places will say the best time to buy is now mm. and somebody that just doesn't want people buying and wants them maybe to rent or something or other is going to say don't buy yet, don't buy yet. So it's always a, a you know a motive thing from different commentators within the industry. And so I, think the, it's, yep. I think what it comes down to is, is you, yourself. Yeah. Yep. You ready to when buy? Ready, you ready yep. to sell? then do it. And yeah. the point is for me, um, you know, I, I've got myself motivated. I've got the painters in. I'm getting the tiles mm-hmm. done. Yeah. All of this is going to happen over the next month. Now, I might um, finish all of that work and think, God, this place is lovely. I'm, out, I'm not going to leave here. But the point is I'm doing something about it. And that's, that's right. the key yeah. to getting off your ass and selling. We do have one rate check this week. It's the NAB. It's absolutely fabulous. 3.75%. You can't go wrong. Owner-occupier, two years fixed, go for it. Now, if it's like last year at Midsummer, I think they have a presence there too. So I'm going to actually have a little chat to them when Mm. I'm down there Mm. and maybe we can get somebody to come in uh, and talk about what they're actually doing for the GLBTI community. Other than supporting through Midsummer, they they were a major sponsor last year. Mm. It'd actually be good to get somebody to come in onto our house and uh, chat about that too as well. Practically. Hi, come on in to our house on Joy 94.9. Hey guys, renters could have long-term leases and greater protection under a state government review of Victoria's renting laws. Possible changes to the Residential Tenancy Act includes leases of more than five years, I've heard even up to ten, banning rental bids, restricting rent rises to once a year and banning no-pet clauses. Tonight on Our House, we're joined by Yael... Caspi, Tenants Union of Victoria Policy Officer. Are you there? I am. Great to have you. Great to have you on our house. Um, Look, before we begin, do you want to tell us about the Tenants Union of Victoria and what they do, what their services are and how how they actually help tenants? Yes, absolutely. So the Tenants Union is a specialist community legal service and we provide advice, assistance and advocacy to tenants and that's people living in the private rental market, people in social housing, living in rooming houses and also in caravan and residential parks. So we aim to improve the status of tenants and to represent collective interests of tenants in law and policy making. That's a big job. It is a big job. (laughs) I mean, I know that you've got a hotline that people can call and that's mm. constantly flat out. Um, I know, I'm know. i pretty sure I, I used them many, many years ago when I was a young renter and I thought, you know, because, you know, often there's disputes between uh, landlords and tenants um, and probably, you know, Tenants Union Victoria is definitely a good place to start. Um, what sort of services does the Tenant Union of Victoria help people with as far as, you know, disputes and things like that? Yes, yeah, so we provide legal advice to tenants through the helpline. We've also got a, a drop-in service and we also provide email advice um, and we help people who are going to, to 
um, to the tribunal. We help to represent um, tenants if they have um, disputes. And there's sort of, you know, the whole range of issues we really um, assist people on. They're sort of the top ones, which are... Um, um, getting pe- getting your bond back, yeah. um, oh. issues with repairs, um, privacy issues or um, getting a notice to vacate or, or needing to leave your tenancy early. So, it's, yeah, it's really a broad range of things. So most of the times people would end up in VCAT, is that right, Paul? Mm. So, right, you know, that'd be quite a daunting right. thing. So what do you help out people with representation if they're going to a VCAT case or uh, that sort of thing? Yes, so we do represent tenants um, who are going to VCAT and we also help with um, with sort of more informal advocacy, so trying to assist people before it gets to that stage and to get mm-hmm. it resolved before that point as well. Sure. We've actually been having a little look at the Fairer Safer Housing Review of the Residential Tenancy Act of 1997 um, and it's, it's quite an interesting um, review. It's been going since... Uh, well, let's see, what are we looking at? Two years or so it's been going, and it's been done in certain parts. Now, we noticed, uh, Russ, you saw on the news over the weekend, there were certainly reports about the review is starting to wind up and that the, right. some of the things that we were talking about are being proposed. Um, what can you tell us about the current uh, review? What, how does the Tenants' Union of Victoria sit in, in this sort of review? Yes, sure. So the the review that's going on at the moment, it's being um, undertaken by Consumer Affairs, Affairs Victoria. It's it's quite an extensive process, as you um, as you mentioned. It's been going for a long time, and and we've been heavily involved um, throughout that process. So the last time it was reviewed in this way was 20 years ago and Mm -hmm. and during that time the rental market really has changed significantly so there's more people renting more people renting long term for their entire life Um, so now it's really time to update the legislation and to ensure that you know tenants are protected in the in these new ways Um, and so the options paper was just released as you as you mentioned and it's you know it's it's quite a a hefty document. It's it 234 is. pages, and it has, um, yeah, a great deal of of different suggestions for possible reform in there. Some of which we are in favour of, and others of which we um, we don't agree with, and, and think um, could be quite dread- detrimental. But um, yeah, we are positive, and it's, it's definitely an important um, piece of work. Hi, Yale. It's it's Russ here. Can I ask you a question? What what do you see are the benefits of, of, of the um, the 10-year leases? Uh, how is that going to um, assist the consumer, um, I guess, buy a house or, or secure accommodation long-term if, if they're going to be lifelong renters? Yeah, sure. So longer-term leases is, is one um, area that's being looked at, and it is an area that, that at the Tenants' Union we don't actually think it is the, the best way to improve security of tenure or security of housing for tenants. Um, so at the moment, in the current legislation, you can have a, a lease of up to five years, but no more than five years. But mm-hmm. what we know is um, generally it's 12 months. Um, you might mm-hmm. be lucky to get a 24-month or a, or a six-month, but it's generally 12 months. So we don't really think that, um, you know, giving the option of having an, a, a longer-term lease of over five years, we don't actually think that that's probably going to do very much in the, in the current market. Um, we don't really... Um, think that's more likely to be taken up than what's already existing now, um, and it's not something that we necessarily is that think is that suitable for a lot of tenants. So, being in a longer fixed term agreement, that is 
um, something that certain groups are looking for. So generally, um, tenants who are on a maybe on a fixed income, like a retiree or a, yeah. a young family, a single parent family, um, but it's not necessarily all tenants that are looking for that. Um, and there may be additional um, additional fees or responsibilities involved with that as well that might um, sort of catch tenants out that they're not aware of as well. And what would be your ideal length for a lease then, Yale? So I. So what we tend to look at is not the length of the fixed term, but um, I guess the way in which the tenant has control over that housing. And um, so what we really focus on is sort of reducing the number of unfair and unnecessary evictions and making sure that there are strong safeguards in place to ensure that tenants are able to remain in the property unless there's a legitimate reason why they shouldn't be there anymore, Um, whether that's because they want to move on or, um, you know, because the landlord wants to move in or something like that. Um, So it's not necessarily about the length of the lease or or, um, that we think should be the focus. It's um, interesting reading through the options discussion paper because there's, as you mentioned at the start, there's certainly been a great deal of change in the in the private rental sector over the years. That, yeah, some uh, of the stats are quite surprising. Paul, yeah. what have you got there? Well, the fact that home ownership rates are in decline and particularly affecting the mm. 35 to 40, 54 rather, year age group, um, which shows mm. the greatest decline. Uh, and that the fastest growing age group of people living in the private rental sector in 2011 was 55 years and over. So that there's mm. been certainly a change in the landscape there, um, as well as vulnerable tenants uh, who have to face certain issues such as income constraints and language barriers. And, of course, that raises issues uh, with people coming from other countries and discrimination. Um, so are these sorts of things that you have to deal with on a daily basis? Have you noticed that there's been a, a, a rise in these sorts of issues? Something we deal with on a daily basis, and it's definitely um, been on the cards, I think, you know, since we've been in operation, really. Mm. Um, affordability is a big issue, and it continues to become more of an issue um, as as rents do rise, as the cost of housing does rise across the board. Mm. Um, and, and that is I guess why you see that um, that increase in people renting long term, and particularly people you know, into retirement, and they're still renting, yeah. um, and that's really why we we do need to see you know fairer laws that do protect tenants in all situations. Um, you do have um, there is a fundamental power imbalance that exists between the tenant and the landlord, yeah. and that's really a, a unique, unique vulnerability that um, that tenants have as consumers of rental housing, you know, because everyone does need a home. Mm. The rental market is so tight, particularly at the lower end, and because it's very hard and it's costly to move, the tenant is, um, they have less bargaining power in mm-hmm. the transaction. So we need that legislation to be a bit of a, bi- a balancer in that dynamic. Yeah, the other so thing it, is, so it's fair to say that the, the, the review is aiming to balance out that current inequality between the landlord and the tenant provide each with um, a a more balanced playing field. What I was going to ask, actually, though, is because, um, you know, this is to help protect uh, tenants, and they're the people that you represent, of course, uh, with the Tenants Union of Victoria, but how do you think landlords will sort of um, respond to this sort of... uh, some of the things, you know, like no-pets clauses and uh, longer tenure and those sorts of things? What do you... How do you think they're going to respond? Because you deal with them on a daily basis with the Tenants Union of Victoria. 
Yeah, so I don't think anything that's being proposed is really being, I don't know, unfair to the landlord. I don't really, I wouldn't say that there's, you know, certain there's things being taken away that, that, that landlords, you know, fundamentally need. With the pets, you know, they are able to... Oh, it depends on yeah the options, but you know the pet clause, they are able to um, oppose the pet if if they really don't want it in the property. Um, I guess there's always yeah there's always going to be trade offs, and I think generally you know there is particularly you know the representative groups they do they can get you know a bit up in arms and and yeah. worry that that you know maybe landlords are going to sell up and and there'll be less rental housing um, available but we don't really see the evidence um, okay. to support that yeah we're going to have to we're going to have to get going but I've got one more question for you and if you could just um, mm-hmm. what do you think is the best part of these new new proposals what what is the um, the tenant going to get out of this we just in, in in a quick sentence what do you think is the benefit for the tenant so I would say there's some positive moves to get minimum standards for health and safety in into rental housing, which we think is really important to have self, um, safe and healthy homes. That's great. We do yeah. hope that there'll be greater security of tenure, but we do have some concerns about the options that are being put forward on those topics. So yes. we'll have to see, I think, down the track what we get out of it. All right. Well, look, um, I can see that submissions um, can be made up until February the 10th. Uh, so anybody that wants to have a say, they can go to fairersaferhousing.vic.gov.au slash renting. Um, and that, of course, will be a link on our podcast that I'll post up tomorrow morning. Uh, links to the Tenants Union of Victoria, if you need to contact them, we'll have that up on our podcast as well um, and so you can click on those for submissions um, and also to be able to contact the Tenants Union of Victoria um, and of course you know you can always check uh, our Facebook page joy.org.au slash our house which will have links to those as well um, from, from our house on Joy 94.9. Thanks so much for joining us tonight Yale, and um, we look forward to talking to you again in the future. Great thanks for having me. You're at home with David, Russ and Paul on Our House. Yes, you certainly are on our house. Um, we've had a couple of messages come in. Uh, one, which is, I'm moving from Adelaide to Melbourne. and wondering if they can help with the bond. That's Tenants Union Victoria. Certainly contact Tenants Union, and I'd urge you tomorrow when the podcast goes up, uh, there will be links to them, or you can just do a web search on them as well. And also, uh, regards pets in Victoria, are they looking at a pet bond? So, you know, these are interesting questions. And I knew that this would be quite um, a sort of, not contentious, but, you know, certainly a lot of people... Starter. A lot of people in yeah. our GLBTIQ um, community certainly do rent, and it is certainly a conversation. It's a Barbie, Barbie starter. So, yeah. you know, just to hear from the other side of the argument, because there are landlords out there as well. I'm a landlord, um, although I've recently turned my place into an Airbnb. But we now have Hayley Mitchell from Mitchell Property Group on the line. Welcome, Hi, Hayley. thanks for having me. Good to Thank have you. you. Now, we've just been talking to Tenants Union Victoria um, about the Fairer, Safer Housing Review of the Residential Tenancy Act, and it is time to update this act, isn't it? Oh, I totally agree. I think we needed an update about 10 years ago, yeah. so um, 20 years between updates is way too long as far as I'm concerned. Now, my big question is, certainly having been a landlord, is what do you think... Um, uh, landlords, how do you think they're going to respond to the possibility of 10-year leases or, you know, long tenure like that? How do you think they're going to respond to that in the marketplace? 
It's a really interesting question because I'm a landlord myself and I wouldn't want to lock myself in for a 10-year period. Um, and the reason for that is there's so much that can happen in 10 years. If you want to sell a property and there's a tenant in place, there's implications there. Um, if you want to move into the property or have a family member move in, then there's implications there as well. So I, although I can see some advantages and disadvantages for both parties, I don't think it's something that will really come up as a regular question. Um, at the moment, we're allowed to do five-year leases or up to five years under Residential Tenancies Act. Do that, does um, that get taken up often? No. I've been in real estate 18 years. I've never yeah. done one. Well, that's interesting that, that one either. both sides of the coin have, have said that they don't see the uh, the 10-year lease getting off the ground. So no. what, what do you think, um, from a, um, a landlord's point of view, um, um, will be the benefits of the of the review? With the 10-year leases? Yes. Yeah, I think um, security, if you've got an excellent tenant, but often you need to have a tenant in place for say, 12 months to really work out if they're the right fit for the property and, and if, if it's going to go along smoothly as well. Um, the other thing is, a tenant if a tenant signed a 10-year lease and then moved into the property and decided they hated the neighbours, yeah. what happens? You know, stuck, are, you, yeah, yeah. are they then stuck living in a property that they don't want to live in? And for me, if, if people start taking up the 10-year leases, I can see a lot more cases going to VCAT with people wanting to get out of those leases mm. for varying reasons um, and it could even be that um, you know for instance they might sublet the property because they don't feel like they can get out of their lease mm -hmm. and that can bring other implications into um, the relationship and the, the, the whole tenancy so I think there's a lot of things that need to be looked at but I actually don't think it's something that's going to come up that often. I'm glad we've got a property manager online because I never thought of you know taking out a lease for a year and saying look you know to the landlord I've really fallen in love with this place you know, I'm not mm. going to move for a long time and then sort of trying and then going, well, you know, you get a return on your property. I mean, that's what it's about in the end for the landlord. Yeah. Um, we want to stay on for 10 years. What do you think about that? And I would say there are certainly landlords, mm. probably ones with multiple properties that would be saying, you know what, they're good good tenant, we'd like to sign that sort of thing. But at the same time, Absolutely. as you say, you know, things do change as well. So uh, maybe there and needs to be a resolution um, process for that sort of thing as well. The other thing is, too, you can do a 10-year lease now, yeah. um, and it's up to, say there was an issue in the end, then it's actually up to the VCAP member on the day whether or not they'll allow that to go through as a residential tenancies case. So it's not a black and white, this is not going to be read under the residential tenancies. There's an onus of proof um, that you can still take those sort of tenancies to the tribunal and it's up to the person bringing forward that to the tribunal as whether it will be seen other the Residential Tenancies Act or not. So it's not a black and white that it's not even accepted now. Yeah. You can hey, still take it further if you wanted to. Sort of from the, the landlord's perspective, what do you think um, uh, property owners are looking for from this review then? Because I'm sure, you know, they've made submissions as well. I mean, they have, yeah. What, what sort of things do you think you're looking for? Are you looking for clearer maintenance, um, you know, ways of addressing maintenance issues? Are you looking for clearer ways to... Um, dispute uh, resolution. Dispute and, and, you know, bond refunds and, mm. uh, you know, there's also a no-pet clause. Is that what we're looking for? Is it for a clearer method in those sorts of things? Or, or what, what do you think I, landlords I, are looking for in this review? Personally, I think a little bit more clarity would be good. Mm. Um, there's a lot of grey areas in the Residential Tenancies Act and... and there's a lot of 
differences of opinions of how to interpret parts of the Act as well. Mm. Um, I think the PETS is going to be a huge one. And at the moment, under Residential Tenancies Act, there's nothing that covers PETS. So really, unless the pet's causing damage or a nuisance, there's not a lot that a landlord can do about it. But a landlord can Um, decide whether pets are included or not included in the lease, and I think, uh, you know, that's sort of... Yeah, they can. You know, I don't know where that's going to go with this review. Yeah, it's interesting, though, because if a tenant um, does bring a pet into a property and it isn't causing damage and a nuisance, then it's difficult to have to deal with that because there's no clarity behind the Act. Yeah, so that's so that's really what needs to come through as a part of this review, to, to draw some lines Absolutely. in the sand. Yeah. And it's only been recently where insurance companies have really looked at pets and said, okay, pets are um, a risk to right. a landlord right. um, and we're going to include them on our policies. So there's things that need to be fixed on that side of the coin as well to make mm. sure that if a tenant does bring a pet into a property and they're not a responsible pet owner, Mm. and damage is caused that they don't rectify, that the owner is actually covered by the insurance as well. So a lot of the specialist landlord policies will cover um, landlords if there's pet damage, but some of the other ones don't. Um, So there's areas like that that really need to be reviewed if the Act is reviewed. Hayley, what don't you want to see in the review? What what, what don't you want changed about about the Act? Um, One of my major things, I guess, is that if a tenant wants to vacate the premises, they give 28 days written notice to a landlord and they can move out. Um, now, for a landlord, if they want to get a tenant out of a premises at 60 days, if they've got a reason, 90 days at the end of fixed term over yeah. six months, or 120 days, no reason. Yeah. Um, so and even during that 120 would, days, the tenant can still say, oh, look, I'll give you two weeks' notice now. Correct. Yeah. yeah, they can if they're on a periodic tenancy or they can dispute it and go to VCAT. So for me, I would like to see an area in the Act where an owner can actually get their property back just because they want to do something different with it or mm. um, I, I believe it's the landlord's right to get the property back and that's something that I know the Tenants' Union is dead against. Um, but I think a landlord should have a right to get their property back for no reason just like a tenant has a opportunity to give 28 days. Now, not, I don't think an owner should give 28 days. I would like a 90-day and a big, or 90 day for no reason. Mm. Um, but that's probably the biggest area in the Act that I think is very pro-tenant rather than pro-landlord. Okay. Yeah, I suppose it, it, it sort of goes both ways, though, as well, because there is... I know that from reading the options discussion paper, there's there's a bit of dis- dissatisfaction with the level of pre-contractual disclosure by landlords about what they're going to do with the house, whether they're going to move in in the near future, what their long-term prospects are in terms of the property. So it's yeah. sort of a little bit of give and take on both on both ends, I think. Absolutely. And that's where I think we need clarity in the Act. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's a lot of those really grey areas where people just go, oh, I'm not quite sure where we stand here. Mm. Um, I've been, I teach on legislation as well, so I I know it pretty well. (laughs) Um, And yeah, there's so many discussions that come about with, with people just not understanding those 
you know, intricate parts of the Act. Yeah. I suppose it's also to do with um, trying to make sure that um, uh, landlords that are just trying to take advantage and also tenants that are trying to take advantage are sort of, uh, you know, tightened up so that there are really set rules. Look, um, we'd love to keep on talking to you, but what we'll do is at some stage we'll get you to come in because you're an expert in property management. So, you know, we also need to get updated advice um, on, you know, if we're a renter, how to best snare a place, all those sorts of things. And we'll get you to come in uh, one night and we can put you through your paces because you certainly do know a lot about all of this subject. So thanks very much for joining us tonight and we really appreciate you coming on. Um, It's been great to talk to you as well as to the Tennis Union of Victoria. So that's Hayley Mitchell from Mitchell Property Management and we'll talk again soon. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. You're at home with David, Russ and Paul on Our House. You are indeed. And it's time for our new segment. Now, guys, please don't sing. Oh, I love the music already. Oh, you don't know about this. I'm worried that you're going to sing, Russ. There's always, always a risk of that. There's <laughs> always what a risk. Fabulous song. But it's a great song. Is it the monkeys? No. It's almost the Partridge family, Edison isn't it? Edison Lighthouse, you oh, okay. guys. Okay. I wish it was the Partridge family. Now, we've got Rosemary on the line again. Are you there, Rosemary? Yes, I am. Lovely. We're going to talk about veggies tonight, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to talk about broccoli. Oh, broccoli. Everybody loves broccoli. Look, David here, of course. Now, you haven't met Russ before, but Russ is here as well. Hello, Rosemary. Hi, How are you? Now, what can, what can you tell us about broccoli tonight? Well, broccoli, we're going to start to plant broccoli. This oh, is the time. this is the time. It's, it's the time to plant broccoli. And what do you do? Do you plant that from seed well, or do you... Broccoli. Yeah. You make sure that you... That's why we've got to think about planting it now. Mm-hmm. Uh. In Enrich your soil by adding a lot of compost, manure and a little lime a few weeks before you actually plant it. Ah, oh, so this is the still getting getting ready. Not you don't necessarily have to plop it in the ground now, but you have to get the soil ready for it to go in. To get the soil ready for it. Aha! Uh-huh. Do you because grow broccoli from seed, or do you get little seedlings of broccoli? You can choose whichever way you want to go. You can grow broccoli from seed. What do you get the most success from yourself? Growing it from seed. And do you uh-huh. start that in little pots, or do you just put it straight into your veggie beds? Put it straight into your veggie bed. Okay. Now, Rosemary, um, broccoli is the only green that I like to eat. I'm not into Brussels sprouts or spinach or anything like that. So I would like to know, if I plan, um, if I took your advice and I put a bit of mulch and fed the, fed the dirt, when can I expect to get my own little piece of broccoli? Well, it takes a, it takes a little while to come up, and you've got to wait till your plants are about 7 to 10 centimetres high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you plant them 40 centimetre interview, interval. Uh, and right. you've got to be careful because the snails and the slugs love them too. I was going to say, so what do you do about that? You. Well, what do you do about that? You either give them a saucer of beer. Uh, really? Oh, yeah, I've heard you about that. You put a saucer of beer in the garden and the slugs will get, get onto that instead of your veggies. Instead of your veggies, yes. Oh. So that's a non-chemical way of doing it, and especially if, you know, coffee. you've got pets. Yeah. Put some coffee grounds around your uh, plants. Uh, and to stop the white caterpillars, yeah. because you get the white butterflies getting on them as yeah. well, mm. 
you use the white of an eggshell. Wow. What do you do with them? Do you just sprinkle just them around? Put them around your, your, your plant and that they think that um, that's another butterfly and they don't see, they don't go to where all the other butterflies are. Wow. Well, that's pretty exciting. Um, so when do you think we'll be planting the broccoli? Do we have to wait until it's warm enough or cool enough or, what, okay. in a few weeks' okay. time? Or Put your seeds in now. Yeah. It, well, you get your, it takes a couple of weeks to get your soil broken down properly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so as soon as your soil's broken down properly, you know, nicely enriched, yeah, and then, then it's time to get then the seeds in. Do they seeds. require a lot of water as well? Oh, you've got to keep the water up to them, yes. Okay. Rosemary, what other um, veggies have you got um, coming into fruition now that we could put in the salad? Oh, tomatoes. Yeah, I've Beautiful. got tomatoes starting to come, come ripe. Can we Do send Paul down? Can we send Paul down <laughs> to get some for us? Yes. Look, I think tomatoes are a whole other show. So, look, it's great having you on tonight, Rosemary. We enjoy hearing about, uh, well, this is only our second episode with you, but we're looking forward to finding out what's going on in your garden, in Rosemary's garden next week. Thanks very much for staying up for us tonight. That's okay. See you soon. Bye. You're back on Our House with David Russ and Paul. I love Guy. Yep. Look, um, we've received another SMS. Um, obviously, a lot of garden lovers out there, so hopefully people are going to really enjoy uh, the um, Rosemary's Garden segment. So if you have any questions, please do send them in. Uh, somebody who really enjoys their gardening, they're talking about getting their seeds into their veggie bed right about now. So that's really nice. Thank you for sending that message in, and thank you also for listening to... I love broccoli. Do you like broccoli? Well, oh, yes, I, I do. Love but thank you for listening to Joy 94.9. Hey, Paul, have we got another... The segment about to start up, I believe. We do indeed. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. Yes, Brooke. It's yes, Ridge. Oh, right, Ridge. It's Ridge. Like He's eaten my broccoli. Oh. oh my god. So and then, then we have to look shocked Lance. from camera to camera. Oh, Lance. Sorry. Oh, hello, Lance. Hi, how are you, David? Oh, look, Lance, it's great to hear you. Look, now, last week when we were talking to you, you mentioned how you were going to go and check out a flat or a studio apartment mm. in Turak. How was the apartment? On the surface, um, the apartment seemed like a really good bargain. Really? Yeah. What, it what it sounds like there's a butt there. What sort of price were they asking? It was two sixty nine. Oh, that's Ooh, cheap for Turak, good. Lance. And uh, it was uh, on the top floor of a, a small, older apartment block of uh, five um, stories high. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Was that like that orangey um, red brick ha- um, flats? Uh, I've forgotten. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, did it have any views? Sorry? Did it have any views? At the window, it had, a, uh, it had one window, and out the window it had a view of an, another apartment block, which was, uh, the estate agent uh, described it as a uh, Parisian-type... Ooh. So basically nice. one block looking at another block, but... Um... Yeah, it was a beautiful block of units, an old, old like, yeah, French-type... Oh, very nice. Now yeah. this was this was a studio apartment too. So obviously it's one big living area with the you know where you have your bed and all that sort of stuff. But um, was it a large studio apartment? As far as studio apartments go, yes. Mm. But Lance, did it get you going? Was it the sort of place that you wanted to live in? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, 
<laughs> if it was in Collingwood. <laughs> so we've narrowed down the suburb now. <laughs> so what what turned you off Turak? Look, I got there early. I had a coffee in a coffee shop, and I was looking at the people going past. There were some lovely people there. They're, they're very friendly. Hmm. It's a small neighbourhood, but just not my people. They're not no. your tribe. No. It's not Lance's tribe in Turak, so that's. I wouldn't want to have coffee good. with um, Rose Porteous and um, Lily and Frank either, Lance. In the real house, You need to come to Collingwood and have coffee with us. Yes. I'd love to. All right. Well, look, um, it's great to hear and catch up with you as usual, and uh, thanks for. Uh, yeah, I sorry. would love to know, Lance, did you enjoy the experience, though? Because this is just the start of the experience for you. What did you... Did you find the, the, the going to visit the hat, um, hat flat during the open and, and dealing with the real estate? Was it all, um, for you, a bit of fun? Uh, I found it a very positive um, experience. Oh, that's good. I learned, I learned a lot from it. Um, and as I say, I would have signed on the spot if it was in a different place, but... I learned a lot from it. Uh, what you can get, uh, it was it was a bargain, I think. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I know it sort of gives me a benchmark, I guess, for what to look for. Well, you got to take your time. It's not a new shirt you're buying. It's a place no. to live. So. And I suppose the thing the thing that a lot of people don't think about is what you thought about on that occasion was that sitting outside, having a look at the the foot traffic going past, and deciding if that was right for you as well as just the property itself. So that's great. That's right. That's correct. The, the property is second, second, I think, to where you where you live. Hey, Lance, so was it tiny? Was it was it tiny inside? Need a little bit of TLC. It had a, a beautiful large gym. Uh, it was as good as any gym you'd, you'd go to sign uh-huh. up for, and that was, was free of charge. A communal laundry. Uh, it, 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 the, the whole whole block of units apparently it had a lot of money spent on it. Right. So, uh, it was uh, really, really good. Hey, just briefly, are you coming to Midsummer this weekend? I'll be a clown of all. I'll be volunteering with Joy. So will I. I'll see you uh, this weekend you at, at Midsummer Carnival. It's a marquee, marquee. Paul. Sorry. Marquee. No, it's not. It's a tent. It's a tent in Sydney. It's a marquee in Melbourne. Sorry if you're from Sydney and you're listening. But uh, anyway, look, thanks very much, Lance, for joining us tonight. And we'll get an update again next week. Look forward to seeing you Sunday. I spy with my Vista eye something beginning with C. (laughs) Contacts. Ever been out when you've lost or damaged your contacts and spent the rest of the night unable to see? Life could be so much easier without contacts. At Vista Eyes, we helped pioneer laser eye surgery and have earned the reputation as being Australia's most trusted laser eye specialist. I spy with my Vista Eye. Your free appointment. Phone 1800 505049. Joy sponsor. Michael Dalton and Dean Arcuri. They're mad. You've done it all, haven't you? I really have. Each hump day, it's Mad Wednesday from 4pm. I'm not overly bright, you know that. Every Wednesday afternoon from 4. Completely mad! Mad Wednesday on Joy 94.9. Wouldn't want to be anywhere else. (laughs) You're listening to Our House on Joy 94.9. Well, you've just listened to our house. Look, we're going to wind it up here. It's been great. Thank you to Yale Caspi from the Tenants Union of Victoria, Hayley Mitchell, of course, from Mitchell Property Group. It was great talking to Rosemary, Paul's mum, Rosemary's yeah. garden, uh, where love grows. And also, days of our 
Lance. So it's been a great show. Um, Russ, great to have you back as well. Really enjoyed tonight's show. Very informative. Well, I hope yeah. that there's some amazing rates and sales to report <laughs> on next week. I am, Fingers crossed. I, I am sitting on the edge of my chair just waiting to give a positive rates check. I no, really no. am. Well, you yeah. work hard on the rates check segment. So I do. Look, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, mm. Please, if you're down at uh, Midsummer Carnival, I know I'll be there at the Joy Stand from 12 till 2 if you want to come and meet us and talk to us about, you know, maybe things you'd like to see on our show yeah. or maybe you just want to put your seat into one of our veggie beds uh, by all means please come along to Midsummer Carnival <laughs> or be listening next week don't forget our podcast will be up probably mid-morning tomorrow I'll get that up and um, you can check the links to all of the people that we've talked to tonight except Wonderful. for Rosemary and Lance because they're personal links yes. uh, but uh, by all means join us at Midsummer and next week coming up soon of course is Triple, Triple Bypass, Bypass. Uh, goodbye from me goodbye love from that show Goodbye from Russ. (laughs) Goodbye from Paul. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.